Hi, welcome to Supply Chain Radio. This is Leela and Ariel here to talk to you today about American Apparel. Hi, Ariel. Hi, Leela. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. So I've actually been reading a lot of the news about American Apparel. Can you believe what's going on with them? I can't believe they're filing for bankruptcy. What do you remember about American Apparel? You know, I'm a little bit older than you, so I definitely remember being in middle school and high school and specifically going to the mall and buying something that said American Apparel on it, like a t-shirt, because I wanted people to know that I got it from American Apparel. I remember in high school, there was a trend at my school of people buying leotards from American Apparel and wearing them as shirts. (laughs) So that's my big memory with American Apparel. (laughs) And I remember the store was always really crowded. Mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of liken it to the Express Days and Structure and J. Crew and Gap, and it was always packed. It always did seem so fresh, but I guess we haven't heard very much about them since middle school and high school years until now when they filed for bankruptcy. So what's going on there? I think there's a reason that we hadn't heard about it for so long, and I think it's the fact that it's lacking innovation, which is probably what led to it filing for bankruptcy. And honestly, for me, like the emotional evocation that came from it closing just made me realize like, wow, those good old brands that I used to love, they're not going to survive unless they adapt to what's going on in the current retail space. And what is that? Well, in this case, there are a lot of factors, but I think the one that really stands out in my mind is the cannibalization due to fast fashion companies like Zara, Forever 21, and H&M. And so these fast fashion retailers, what are they doing right? You know, for fast fashion, it's really all about supply chain. It's the fact that they are getting outfits from the runway directly to the stores or available to the consumer in a matter of weeks. It takes traditional retailers about 12 to 18 months to do the same thing. That's a big difference. It is. And these companies are really smart about understanding the implications that come from having a flexible supply chain. It allows speed to market and quick production of clothing and items. I think that's really interesting because with American Apparel, they made such a big point of being American and manufacturing so much here in the U.S. And yet still, they can still have breakdowns in their supply chain that don't allow them to compete as well with other fast fashion brands. We've seen that with a lot of other regions as well. So for example, in a recent stockout survey that was conducted, we found that though France as a region produces more of its own clothes for consumers than any other country that was surveyed, it actually has the highest percentage of -of out-of-stock inventory when consumers try to purchase. That's really interesting. And I think that that means that there's something else at play. There's something that these retailers have some kind of tool or technology that they're using to take advantage of their supply chains, even if they're spread out across the globe. That's right. And I would say that tool is end-to-end supply chain visibility. Tell me more about that. So when you have visibility, you're seeing something from sourcing and production, which includes labor, any strikes, any issues that might be happening, all the way to the DCs and places where the inventory is held, all the way to the store level. And so one thing that actually holds retailers back in general is when they have siloed inventory allocations, when you remove those fences and inventory is free-flowing, whether it's for regions or whether it's for channels, you're able to deliver the products quicker. So does that mean for retailers that aren't fast fashion brands that there just is no hope for them? No, not at all. In fact, there are a lot of heritage brands that are doing some very innovative things with technology. Some are competing in the fast fashion space. So for example, Gap is recently testing fast fashion because they've invested in the infrastructure and capabilities to do so. Another retailer that recognized this as an opportunity was Abercrombie & Fitch, and they actually converted their Hollister brand to a fast fashion brand. But besides that, you also have other things that are going on. So for example, going back to Gap, they've created an entire model that allows customers to have a multi-channel experience. So they can actually peruse online Gap website, put reserve, click a button, 
and then go to the store. And as soon as they go there, that item that's on reserve will be ready for them to try on. As we saw from last holiday season, one of the biggest things that were a hit for retailers was the ability to click and collect, whereas customers could shop online and just pick up their product when they go in store, already paid for. Another item of news that showed up recently was Deckers and their investment in technology that allows them to communicate with customers in a more personalized way, whether this is through targeted advertising, emailing, or just picking out what products they'd like, kind of like an Amazon model. So you see a lot of the retailers are kind of getting ahead of technology and figuring out how to leverage that in order to reach a widespread customer base. Are these technology improvements only related to mass produced products, or can this also be related to luxury brands and luxury retailers? Oh, we're seeing luxury retailers play more and more of a role in this space. For example, Ralph Lauren has made significant investments as well into not only improving their supply chain, but having leadership that reflects high supply chain agility knowledge. We're seeing it with Coach. We're seeing it with Ferragamo. There are a lot of luxury players who are trying to figure out how do we make better use of our supply chain and get products there faster. So it really sounds like people are investing significantly into technology, especially these fast fashion retailers. Are there any drawbacks to the fast fashion movement, to this model? Well, some consumers actually do have an issue with fast fashion because they may consider it wasteful. In fact, those exact consumers created the slow fashion movement for products that tend to last a lifetime. So for example, retailers who are really benefiting from that consumer group are retailers like Patagonia, who have lifetime guarantees associated with all of their products so that consumers don't have to keep buying more and more clothes. So if you're a retailer, you're on top of fast fashion, you're on top of personalized experience for your consumers, is that going to be enough for your company to win? So that's a great question. While you would think that's enough for a retailer to win right now, it's not enough to win just right now. The real battle is being able to operate on a scale where you can anticipate any of the new trends that are coming in the future. Because what we have to deal with now couldn't have been anticipated years before, and the same thing is going to happen in the future, where all new demands are going to be created by the consumers, new technology and innovation are going to come out in the front end, and retailers have to have the infrastructure in place and the back end in order to meet these challenges and expectations. So really, more than achieving any one goal in specificity, it's more about having infrastructure and supply chain in place so that you can meet any future goals that you aren't expecting right here and right now. Well, Leela, thank you so much for answering my questions about American apparel and about what these bigger implications are for retail. It seems like fast fashion is really the way of right now and looking to the way of the future is what's going to make the difference between failure and success for retailers. Absolutely. I look forward to talking to you in the future about who the next retailer to make it in the news will be. Thanks for listening to Supply Chain Radio. 